Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence and Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, hope you guys are hungry. It's time for another episode of Two Dudes in a Kitchen. It's Tyler Florence and Wells Adams hanging out with you. And dude, I'm excited about today's episode because I'm a little starstruck. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For on two levels. A yeah. about sourdough bread today. And if that's <laughs> that's your jam, I'm telling you, like today's topic is going to be fantastic. But then if you are a big buff of like 19 early 1980s television, uh tonight's uh, uh superstar uh Patrick Duffy is going to be talking about his new sourdough bread company that he just started. And uh, this is like legendary Dallas status right now. So yeah. I'm shocking myself because I remember watching this guy as a kid. Well, yeah. And he was also on Step by Step, which is a show that I watched every Friday night on TGIF. And uh, I'm kind of blown away. And then also his partner, Linda Pearl, is also an actor uh, known she was on happy days like um she's been in a ton of made for tv movies so we have very very big stars here on two dudes in the kitchen and i love this because everyone can cook even two actors apparently or bake in this in this case and they're making sourdough that's accessible for everybody right yeah and i can't wait to talk about this too because like this is my wife's jam right my wife started making sourdough during the pandemic like a lot of people yeah i did that too yeah but but she didn't give it up i mean literally she makes a loaf of bread every other day she's got two or three different starters that are kind of bubbling away on the countertop that's you know she feeds every day and so we're definitely in the space for sure so i can't wait to hear what they're going to talk can you explain to everyone out there what the deal is with sourdough starter 
Yeah. So sourdough starter is a live culture, right? It's, okay. it, it's like live. I, I, I guess bacteria is the best way to describe it. Um, but it's what bread smells like. It's like that yeasty kind of yummy. Um, it, it could smell like alcohol, you know, a little bit like the vapor of like fresh beer. It's very like beer like. Um, but if, if you, if you feed it, start off with someone's starter, or you could start a natural starter with just, ba- you know, bacteria that's in the air. But it uh, it's it's a combination of 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 yeast, right, and uh, then water, and then you add flour to that, and then the yeast bacteria consume the carbohydrates in the the flour itself, and then that creates bubbles, and the bubbles create cell structure in bread. So this is kind of like one of those like miraculous things that I'm sure someone you know came across millennia ago. But sourdough starters are the way people and started making bread before yeast was commercially available. Because right now you can buy yeast in a packet, and, and you know if we're going to bang out pizza dough, I'm not necessarily starting off with with sourdough. Although today's guests they have a, a new sourdough kit, which I think is kind of fun too, because it is a little sort of challenging to keep up with. Um, but if you can like really kind of make it, it, it is the best tasting bread, um, the best smelling bread. Um, and there's something really kind of fun and holistic about kind of managing these little pets. You know, it's like a pet rock you got in your kitchen because you got to keep it alive. So you got to take out some of the starter and that that's usually kind of goes into either, and my wife makes killer sourdough pancakes too, but it either goes into today's loaf but then you got to add fresh flour to that to kind of refeed it again, um, uh, because it, 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 when the yeast eat consume all the carbohydrates in the flour specifically, then they die. So it's kind of this thing you have to just kind of keep up with it, like feeding a fish or like watering a plant. It's like your pet. It just happens to be a bread starter. It's insane that that's how bread works. Like I have, you have no idea that it's like this like living, breathing, consuming thing, and then yeah. we go and make sandwiches with it. And then we go make sandwiches with it. Yeah. So, so the, so the yeast bacteria itself, like, so they, they, when you see cell structure holes in bread, that's mm. carbon dioxide that gets put off by the yeast itself. So they kind of burp, right. And then, so the burp kind of creates like the, the air pockets. And then that's going to, what's going to give you all the kind of nooks and crannies inside your bread. Got it. Is sourdough different than like a, a normal bread? Like, is it, is it made differently or does all bread need some sort of starter? Um, yeah, well, yes. I mean, so there, there's a couple different, like what they call leavening agents when it comes to like making, like if you want to make a quick bread, like if you're going to make, you know, banana bread or muffins, right? So that's sort of a different thing. And that's uh, usually baking powder and baking soda. So those uh, bicarbonates create uh, a carbon dioxide and so get, that gets activated by moisture. So if you add, you know, milk and eggs and oil and, you know, flour and sugar, whatever, if you're going to just kind of whip up together like carrot cake or something like that like the you need those commercial leavening agents but mm-hmm. but but historically right to make really really great bread um it you you just need this sort of kind of living organic thing that's like it, it, it's it's gooey uh sometimes it smells like you kind of like poke it and see if it's alive my wife uh has named hers you know what one's called marge Right after her mom, and one's called Larry after her dad, and so and they're both kind of a little different. And she has this group of people um, that she trades different starters with. 
So they, it's like, it's like a swap meet. They'll get together, like give you a pinch of my starter and I got a pinch of your starter. So it's like bread clubs, but, but she really gets into this. I mean, and so she kind of uh, um, has that, that uh, no need bread recipe uh, down pack that was, you know, made famous by the New York times. Um, but she, she bakes it off in a La Crusade cast iron, you know, uh, Dutch oven with a lid. And my God, is it just fabulous that toasted with, uh, like peanut butter and jam is my breakfast of choice. I love it. Damn. All right. Well, all you bakers out there, get ready. Cause we are going to have Patrick Duffy and Linda Pearl on Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Uh, They are going to be talking everything about dough and sourdough and how you can get into uh, this whole bread baking club that apparently Tyler's wife's in. Anyways, quick break on Two Dudes in a Kitchen. When we come back, we're talking everything bread. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Two Dudes in a Kitchen, Patrick and Linda. We are talking everything bread today. Tell us about Duffy's Dough. Well, Duffy Dough started with my parents, my sister and myself to Alaska. And an old lady that had just started that said came uh, from the Alaska gold miners. So 
If that's true, it's over 150 years old. If it's not true, it's at least 72 years old. And uh, we've kept that sourdough starter in the family pure for our 72 years. And I now have it. And I baked with it my whole life. And when Linda and I got together, um, I couldn't impress her with my career. So I decided to bake for her. And I, I, I baked bread. And one morning I baked sourdough pancakes. And I think that what was it. That was a turner. I, I turned her head on that one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at some point down the line, we said, you know, because we take this to friends, I give starters to my friends and I give them a little instruction, a little history and everything. Or we'll bake with it. And, yeah. And yeah. take it to dinners and things. And everybody's <laughs> reaction was to the bread and the sourdough, but also to the store. So we decided to combine the two and try and do a business, you know which is the worst thing we've ever tried to do. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a huge learning curve. Oh, my God. So we, yeah, we went to some business savvy friends because we don't know anything about business. And they said, you're crazy. Do it anyway. Do it as an all-in-one kit and sell it online and and make like 200 and see if they sell. And if they don't, you have Christmas presents for everyone. And if they do, then, you know, you make some more. And so the idea was to launch last September, which we did. And if they sold out by Christmas, we thought, okay, then we take stock. Well, they sold out in the first day. So it was like, yay. Oh, no. Because then we had to start, you know, hurrying up to get all the the supplies and things. But a big part, as we were first talking about why we want to do this, right. um, you know, we have we're we're happy right now in our lives. We work a little. We spend time with our families. We we travel. It's like, well, why why jump into business? And we are both fans in all fronts of Mr. Newman, uh, not the least of which is Newman's own. And the concept of at this legacy stage of our lives to be involved with something where we could give back. In our case, because we are, uh, you know food-oriented thing. We thought we'd focus on food scarcity. So we're going to give, uh, when we finally have some, we don't have it yet, but we're going to give 100% of our profits to charity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once we once we buy the flour and the sugar uh, and make the starter, then all of the profits will go to a food scarcity uh, charity organization, right. which we will choose somewhere down the line. But right now we're still in the red. Right now we have, though, a 20% this not discount but giving going on on the essentials kit to a terrific charity we found called no kid hungry so and as i say we sell all online duffysdough.com so if you go there there are two products there's the bigger product the smaller one well the bigger one 20 percent of what we've been earning the last couple of weeks and through mother's day we'll go to to no kid hungry so that's that's a start for us on that and then we yeah we discovered sourdough is now a two and a half billion industry in the united states alone so you know if we're in the right market at the right then we have a chance to not come that's just oh my gosh that's like gold star but if you can do something like that just the whole concept of of bread and metaphor of breaking bread together and we found own lives as we take the rolls or cinnamon rolls or baguettes or whatever, and we sit down to table with family and friends and you literally break bread together, it's it somehow is very much a part of extending the conversation. And 
you know, the world changes with conversations. So if we can be a part of conversations and creating opportunities where people can come together, uh, great. I have never, I am not a baker, but I'm, I'm hooked now at the meditative quality of kneading the bread. And with this sourdough starter, maybe with other sourdoughs as well, I don't know. It's very malleable. So we've discovered a whole sort of array of, of recipes, sweet to savory. Um, and this particular sourdough tastes good with, well, with all of them. Well, to everything. Yeah. I grew up on sourdough rolls and pancakes. That was it. So, you know, the fun part is now just experimenting. And we have a website and people write in going, oh, I did this. You should try this. And then we try it and it's fantastic. So, so that's the story of bread. I love that's it. So you, you order it online and then you yeah. get the box and then you unpack it and tell everybody what they get and, and, and how do you use it? Well, sure. you get, you get the, it's called the essentials kit. And what we did is we made a kit for beginners. So in the beginner's kit, it has everything from the two measuring cups to uh, the scraper and because we have two size measuring cups because the recipe to start the activate the starter is a cup of flour. And then later on, you use a quarter cup. And then we have measuring spoons for the tablespoon of sugar. And that's the ingredient part of the kit. Then there's scrapers, uh, pot holders, apron, an apron recipe a, book. a booklet with recipes and the story of the family, a French rolling pin, um, you know. The starter itself is dehydrated. And we sort of had to figure that out because shipping liquids these days is not not a fun idea. We'd have, you know. And starters expand. And, you know, <laughs> when, when we came back from Alaska, my mother put it in the suitcase and it blew up in the suitcase. And so she was in there scraping it off with a spoon and putting what she could find back in the jar. Uh, so we dehydrate now. You can ship it. It has a shelf life of years um, and it activates in six to eight hours. And then the instruction book shows you how to then take your own flour, your own whatever you want to put in your breads or rolls and take you through the rest of the steps to having something to put on the table. And you keep part of the reactivated now wet starter in your fridge and that's good. Just reactivate it every couple of months and you can keep it for 70 or more years if you if you so if you so desire. Well, that was the problem with our business. It shows you why we're not very good <laughs> business people because once somebody gets our starter, they never have never. to come back. The starter lasts forever. So we thought, you know, in the beginning, we thought, well, that's great. But then we thought, no, we want to now make sourdough products for sale, mm -hmm. uh, but make it a, a co-packing franchising thing. Now, here, this is not, believe me, this has not happened. It hasn't even been pitched. But if we were, let's say, go to Subway mm -hmm. and pitch to Subway, not just another sourdough roll, but advertise that it's a sour, Duffy dough sourdough roll and 100% of the profits will go to charity. So they're not just buying a great sourdough roll. They have a feeling that the money they're spending is going to go for more than just the food they're eating, that it has a, an ancillary benefit, which is a charitable, uh, you know, source, a charitable. That's our big plan for the, you know, for the future. We have the essentials kit where you get everything in it. Right. And then for the big, and then after we had launched, some folks said, you know, I really don't need another apron or another pot holder. So he's absolutely right. So we have a smaller kit that's 30 bucks and that comes with the starter and the recipe book. Because sourdough bakers are like wine snobs. 
mm-hmm. you know, they collect different starters and they they have a nose and a taste that is different in each one. And they wanted to experience what ours was. Mm-hmm. So we're now selling about 50-50 of mm-hmm. the, just the starter and then the essential kit. kit. Yeah. So tell me about the starter real fast. So so what you had said earlier about the history and the lineage of this particular starter. Now, this dates back to Alaska. This is a 70-year-old starter. 72 years ago was when my parents went to Alaska. That's when we got the starter. And it has been pure. Nothing's been added to that starter but flour and water and a little bit of sugar in 72 years. And it's an airborne yeast. Yeah, it's airborne yeast. So, So you keep this alive for 72 years. And this is where great bakeries, specifically in France, have distinctive what they call like the terroir of like bread specifically, right? Because the natural yeast in the air, right, produces different aromas than yeast someplace else. And so you've got a Mm -hmm. unique and original product and the flavor is specific. Because Fleischmann's, you know, started making commercial yeast only at the turn of the century. Yeah. So everything, you know, prehistoric to the turn of the century that was bread that was leavened bread had to be airborne yeast. That's the only way it could it could, you know, start that process going and regenerate itself. The same with wine, you know, wine. And Fleischmann's is a great product. We use it all the time, specifically at home. But but once you start to activate that, it just smells like a fresh Heineken. Right. It just kind of it's kind of yeasty. It smells like beer, but th- but there's no like specificity to it, right? There's no like love because I've got a friend of mine who's got a bakery here in San Francisco uh, who oh, nice. smuggled um, starter back from France and started a whole bakery business and produces just spectacular bread, sourdough bread. Um, oh, but right. you know, the, but these sourdoughs are like a thing. Yeah. What well, you probably know a lot more about. Uh, a lot of things than we do, but this we had seen, you know, various online and articles about the specific benefits of sourdough. That it's um, it has good sort of probiotic qualities, so it's you know can really help your intestinal tract, and also that it can counteract gluten intolerances. Mm-hmm. So we don't know that from a doctor or from a scientist. So we're a little nervous to put it up on the site, but we've read that in we've a lot of several, places. Yeah. When you go online and you ask that question, they say, oh, yeah, people who are gluten intolerant can eat sourdough without a reaction. And I thought that was very interesting. I've read the same thing myself and I'm with you. I'm not a doctor. So, so you know, like go f- find your own information. But I've certainly read that, that people who have a gluten intolerance can tolerate natural sourdough bread better than commercial bread. And, th- and that also has a lot to do with the flour too. So, so, so walk me through this, um, you know, f- step by step, because I think this is where the romantic sort side of it kind of comes along. So, so it's, you know, whenever you guys get a cup of coffee, you're ready to start your bread for the day. You've got your sourdough starter. It's kind of bubbling. Let's make a loaf of bread for folks that are listening and let's walk to the steps. Oh, nice. Well, it starts the night before, as you know, that's when you activate your starter. You know, you you pull your starter out of the fridge, you save your half a cup, you you add the flour and the sugar, and then you, I let it set for a good 12 to 13 hours in a very covered place. And then Mm -hmm. when I uncover it in the morning, first of all, the aroma just explodes out. And then the foamy aspect of the sourdough, it's, it's not only activated, but it has this viscous quality as opposed to just a thick soup. And from that moment on, um, now I'm not a purist. So what I'd like to do when, if I'm in a, in a quick mood, 
I can add some uh, uh, commercial yeast if I decide to, you know, because that will not affect the taste of the original sourdough, but it does accelerate the, the rising of the bread when you're doing it. But if you're a purist, which I have been on occasion, then you just add, I add a cup of flour to my now activated starter. I add a tablespoon of sugar to accelerate uh -huh. the, the starter. I add one egg. I add a teaspoon, less than a teaspoon, because I'm trying to cut down on salt, but a little bit of salt. Um, and then uh, I have a vegan daughter-in-law and a vegan granddaughter. So if I'm making bread for them, I use the uh, butter substitute, which is called Earth Balance. Uh, not and no eggs. And yeah. I don't I don't put an egg and I use Earth Balance instead of butter. You can also use yogurt instead of butter, uh, different things like that. I stir it all up and then I start adding more flour as I'm stirring it until it makes that doughy beginning. Hmm. At that moment, I spread on my kneading surface, you know, a couple of handfuls. I do everything by hand, by the way. Uh, the measuring cups are out the window by this time. So I take a handful of flour, put it on the kneading surface, clump out my, my dough on that, flour a little bit on the top, rub flour in my hands and start kneading the bread. And that to me is the most enjoyable part of the whole baking process. And I've tried to explain in our booklet how you know when the dough is done kneaded and is the right liquid consistency. And the only way I can describe it is having had two children and fed them from babies. There is a thing in the, in the palm of your hand and the wrist while you're kneading the bread that is the most, to me, liquid sensitive part of your body. And as I'm kneading the bread and adding more flour and kneading and more flour, I can feel the moisture content lessen in the dough, in the, in the wrist while I'm kneading it. And there comes a point where I go, it's ready. I just know that it's ready. I put it in a little cannonball and then I put some, if I'm doing dinner rolls, I use olive oil. If I'm doing cinnamon rolls, I use a, a vegetable oil or, a, or something like that. Uh, but dinner rolls, olive oil in a large bowl, just enough in there to grease the sides, put the ball in upside down so it's on the top, flip it over, put it a, a cover on it, set it in a quiet place for about two hours. You come back and it's like an alien has risen up under the cover and it's over the top of the bowl and it's fantastic. And you get that moment of smash down. You take all the air out of it, boom, bam, and you throw it on your kneading surface again. And then from that moment, um, I'm a hands-on. My sister takes a measuring cup and makes her perfectly round dinner roll circles. I take a handful of dough I roll it around in my hand about the size of a medium-sized lemon, and I, I start putting them in the baking pan, just all it, different sizes. And if, if you want, before that, if you want to flavor it in some way, you can just go to town, whatever whatever you want. You can add rosemary and olives. You can put in smushed up garlic. You can put in cheese. You can put in hot peppers, you know, chopped up. So you can just, the sky's the limit in terms of in terms of the of the flavors of that, or just plain too, we just do that. plain. I really like making like a focaccia kind of thing out of that, right? So it's like oh, a little yeah. more hydrated, it's sort of sort of more of a wet dough. So it's kind of super squishy. Really good extra virgin olive oil. You can plunk like black olives down in there, like garlic cloves, uh, and then kind of sun dried tomatoes. Sun dried tomatoes yeah. are really nice too. So you can do anything with this. 
in the in the kit you said it, it comes with a booklet and recipes what is your favorite recipe in the book and then what is the one that's like really really popular amongst uh all your buyers i think cinnamon rolls is probably the most that's the popular, one but it's you're like asking us to choose between children it's impossible <laughs> yeah. yeah but cinnamon rolls is 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 showy it's a show-off to make yeah. a, a great cinnamon roll and and when my grandchildren are with me i either make cinnamon rolls or fruit tarts and the fruit tarts are great because i have a ranch in oregon and during the right seasons i harvest pears apples blackberries, blackberries. Oh. and then when we make the fruit tarts you roll it out in thin little circles which the kids can do they can pick their favorite fruit and put in there a little dollop of jam some cinnamon or whatever and then pinch all the corners around and make a tart out of it and put it in the oven so it's kid friendly but the cinnamon rolls are really show off time which is great no oh, i'm hungry now it's just one yeah. of, it's one of those beautiful things that you start in the morning and and this is not a you know this is like slow food right it's like you know you started the night before you you know you you start you know getting the dough together it's got to rest for two hours and you got to bake it i mean this is an all-day process but you do it because it's like it just feels like a fun thing to go kind of focus your mind right? it's all day but it's not really time consuming i mean yeah. it's a few minutes of effort a few minutes of effort but you have to work backwards from your dinner time if we're having guests for dinner and we say dinner's at six then i know it's gotta it's gotta be in the oven for about 20 minutes so now that's that's 5 40 and wow. then how long does it take me to then they have to rise and they usually rise in the pan for about two hours. So that's three forty. And so now I'm, how do I get them in the pan? Well, that takes about 20 minutes. So then I start with my dough at three, you know, and then, so you keep working backwards and then you realize, yeah, uh, I do 20 minutes here and it goes, gets covered up and I can do what I want for two hours, three hours. I come back and then I do another 20 minutes and do it. But then when your guests arrive, they smell it cooking. You have a glass of wine first, hors d'oeuvre. They sit down. It comes out of the oven, piping hot. You melt some butter on it. And yeah, I mean, it's half the time they don't want the entree. It's <laughs> just warm, beautiful sourdough drenched in, you know, Irish butter, you know? Yeah, I love that. And it's just such a nice thing to sort of latch your mind to that's uncomplicated. Right. And, you know, and so yes, absolutely this whole thing, it just feels like you've got this project that you're working on and it smells really great. It's very satisfying because you're going to bake this bread at the end of it. And you have this new obsession. And so many people got into this during the pandemic and some people, you know, jumped into it and they kind of jumped out of it. But I think if you can really kind of start this and make it part of your life, you feel like you're, especially with your kids, like you're, you're teaching them, I think a really beautiful life lesson. It's also a great gift to give people. Like when we bake bread, you know, we'll take a loaf of bread to a friend's house and what a, you know, thoughtful, you know, gorgeous gesture to yeah. bring a loaf of bread that, that yeah. from your starting, you got this great story. you like the starter 70 years old and all this kind of fun stuff. So I, we're into it. We love it. Where can people buy this starter kit? Duffy'sDough.com. Duffy'sDough.com. Yeah. And then it, it we're only up. online. Yeah, yeah, we're only online. Oh, we, we don't have wait, brick and mortar. If, if I did it right, we're on Amazon as of today. But anyway, definitely Duffy'sDough.com. Yeah. Yo, congratulations on that. I saw Thank an you. interesting thing a, a, a few months ago. This person said they go to all these um, thrift shops and they buy old porcelain baking dishes. Mm. And when they go to a party, they whatever they cook, they take in the 
baking dish and it becomes part of the gift for the for the evening. So the same thing is true with the sourdough rolls. If you want to bake sourdough rolls, you don't take them out and put them in a Ziploc bag and do all the whole thing. You just cover this old, not antique, but let's say 1930s, 1940s baking dish and you present it to your host. They put it in the oven for five minutes to warm it up. And, you know, and then you say, good night, keep the bowl and you, and you walk home. It, <laughs> what a great it's, it's a wonderful, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And well, once you're done, once you've baked a few times as a beginner, you stop worrying about, well, when do I do the cup of, what, how do I do it? How long do I leave? And when I'm baking now, I'm not thinking at all about the baking process. My mind wanders. It is a meditative, almost um, a, 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 a vocal mandala that mm -hmm. you can, your mind just goes wherever you want to. It's this complete, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, alternate universe that you're in for a while. Right, you just kind of get it's, it's, down, and you're like kneading this dough, and it feels great. And you know, you put some music. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very calming. Very calming. Well, everyone out there needs to go to Duffy'sDough.com. Correct. That's right. Thank you. Your guys' story is so cool. The 72-year-old sourdough starter kit is is such an awesome story, and everyone out there listening can can do this with their family, with their kids. And you know it's going to a great cause. We know you guys are in Mexico. We want to let you get back to your vacation. But thank you so much for coming on Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Thanks we are big on. fans of yours. You guys are both terrific. Congratulations on your show. It's yeah. a very cool thing to do. Yeah, it is. And thank, thank you for you. having us on. We of truly course. appreciate it. Oh, my God. What a pleasure. See you guys. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter. Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, they are just so lovely. Can you, we just had that magical conversation. That was a good one. I mean, he's talked to really fascinating people that have, um, you know, sort of an angle on food, specifically if they're, you know, kind of Hollywood or Hollywood veterans and they kind of feel like they they find themselves in the food space because it's, it can be sort of a natural, you know, segue into a second act, but you, the passion behind what they're talking about, these guys walk the walk and talk the talk in this bread world every day. And you can just tell. Listen, I'm gonna go online and buy this starter me kit because oh my god, I, me too. I love their story. They are they are adorable, by the way, aren't they? Yeah, they are the cutest. Also, Patrick Duffy is the dad in Step by Step. Like he is that nice, sweet guy. That was very, very cool uh, for me, and I can't wait to go and get this. And the whole idea of like bringing bread to a dinner party in like some old dish that you found at Goodwill. Is such a good idea, by the way. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great idea. And I'm telling you, it's one of those things, once you kind of get in the rhythm with it, and there's a little bit of a learning curve with it because you, you have to be patient with yourself. Like your first five loaves of bread aren't going to be spectacular, but your 10th yeah. loaf of bread is going to be a work of art. So you really have to kind of stick with it for a little bit. And uh, and also the, you know, the, the starter itself, it's a little more forgiving than you think it is because it, you'll wake up in the morning and go, I have killed my starter. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like you rehydrate it and you kind of get a little more flour and, and then all of a sudden it's kind of, it just pops back up again. So it's just, it's just, it's a phenomenal natural thing. You know, it's like, it's just yeast, it's bacteria. It's, you know, but it, we've, you know, harnessed it and made a really kind of delicious edible thing out of it. That is a work of art. And uh, a lot of people just get so much like value out of it because it, it's just like therapeutic, right? It's yeah. like this thing just latch your brain onto versus whatever the hell is going on. You're going to, clock out and i'm gonna go make my bread and then i'll clock back into the drama but for but this is like me time they kept talking about how it's such a meditative experience which is i would have never thought that but now i need to go experience it because i need some zen in my life and i need some bread as well yeah totally (laughs) all right buddy i'm gonna go um make a sandwich now because i i we've been talking about sourdough for a while but um this was great this was so much fun to talk with them and um always love seeing you buddy yeah, you too as well. That was a good one today. Yeah. All right. Uh, two dudes in the kitchen on Instagram. Go follow us and, uh, you know, do all that stuff and tell your friends about our amazing show because, you know, who doesn't want to learn more about bread? Right. Yeah. All right. See you guys. See you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at two dudes in a kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? 
And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.